We'd like to send out a big shout out to Oscar Morita. He's the producer of our intro music. His beats are dope, but his real skills are as a visual artist. He's a studio photographer whose services include photography, videography, editing, and creative direction for any of your shoots. Whether you're looking for high caliber talent and professionalism, or you want to collaborate with a photographer capable of stepping outside of the box, contact Oscar Morita for your photography needs. His website is www.oscarmorita.com. That's www.oscarmirrida.com. You can also follow him on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Hello, hello, hey, hi, welcome to episode number six of the Happy Glow Podcast. We're gonna call this Thug Life. Oh, the hate you give little, wait, what was the rest of it? <laughs> the hate you give little infants fuck everybody. Yeah. Wait, infants is, in, is with the E. It's with an I. No, infants. Is, oh, infants. I'm, I don't know why I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I'm thinking French. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. We're back. <laughs> so I'm Lakeisha D. To my left, we have Zelina's. Hi, hi. And to my right, we have Brittany. Brit BB on the above. That's right. What's up, y'all? So, how was everybody's weekend and such? Pretty chill. Nothing exciting happened? Nothing exciting happened. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Z? I saw a movie. What movie? It was about um, a, a few generations of people who, of couples, actually, who fall in love. Some, you know, die and all this sort of kind of stuff. But it's like, you know, having the... Understanding that life is not perfect, it's not linear, yeah. and that, you know, it can change at any given time. But, you know, it's all about staying true to yourself. I'm going to have to look that up. And where'd you see this at? At Perkins Row. Oh, it's in theaters. No, I saw it at, at the Mall of Louisiana. Yes. Well, it might not be in theaters anymore around here because it didn't have a good reception around here. But, yeah. Hmm. Intriguing. That's a good movie, though. Good. I'm definitely going to check it out. This is life. Gotcha. Apparently, the um, there's a series that people cry a lot when they watch. That apparently the same guy who produced or directed um, This Is Us also did. Oh, this is life. Yeah, I don't remember things, but I can get with this. Is, I watched This Is Us. I haven't watched it. I've heard about it though. It's pretty good. It's called Life Itself. Life Itself. Life Itself. Yeah, it's called Life Itself, and the same guy who produced that did This Is Us. The okay. series. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out now because I love This Is Us, so. Really? Yeah. i never actually watched it. It's really good. Hmm. Well, movies. I know a movie that came out. Well, it wasn't really a movie that came out. This was a documentary that came out about um, a guy I went to high school with. Um, his name is Ryan Francis. And many people, you know, have heard of it, but it's a documentary um, shedding light on the life of, he was 19 years old. Um, he was a USC guard, of course, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, the girl, Taronda Bazile, she, uh, directed wrote it and everything um she had uh her her i think it was her brother her nephew um went to school with us brandon white that was her that was his best friend one of his best friends and she did the documentary for the louisiana film festival uh last year i want to say i went saw it last year and i absolutely loved it if anybody don't know for for those that don't know ryan francis was uh a a point guard at the university of southern california california for the Trojans. Um, 
He went to Glen Oaks High. Um, he averaged 22 points and five assists per game in his senior year, and he led the team to a perfect 36-0 record and the Class 4A state title in 2005. Ryan won the MVP award for the state championship game and was named 2005 Louisiana Class 4A Outstanding Player. Um, then he went to USC. He averaged 7.1 points, uh, 3.7 assists, and 1.6 steals a game. He ran Ranked seventh in the Pac-10 conference. I know these are just some of his stats, but he was, he wore the number 12. Um, it had been suggested that after basketball, he had planned to enter coaching or work with criminals. So um, in 2006, he came home from uh, California to see his mom for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And while in the car riding with his friends, um, he was shot. The vehicle pulled up at the stoplight. The driver from the vehicle got out and opened fire. He was not shooting at Ryan he was shooting at someone else in the car but Ryan was sitting in the back seat and he was shot multiple times the other two people no one else was hit in the car yeah um but Ryan died um and like his his coach came down and everything I think they even paid for the funeral services mm-hmm. um but the they honored him like the the players spoke highly of him in this documentary they loved ryan and ryan was a good spirit i remember him from school he was a year older but he he was just a sweet guy like you know everybody just knew ryan he was the popular guy at school and he was just welcoming he was very nice and watching the documentary that taronda made it felt like we went back to high school yeah. because it showed video clips of the parade that we used to have during the hall um, and going through the hall by C building and everything. And you could see how close the basketball players were to each other. Mm-hmm. And watching that documentary, you laughed because you was like, oh man, that's us at the game. And then you cried because some a life was taken so soon over gun violence, yeah. over something that had nothing to do with him. And that sucks. But... Um, I do any listener out there go and watch the Ryan Francis story it's on YouTube I know a lot of my classmates been posting about it all week and I'm yeah. glad to see that they're recognizing this because it just showed like it she just posted it on on YouTube it was literally in the film festival last year and it was it was awesome and I definitely want people to go in and watch that because it was nice just to see Ryan and and to see how happy he was and to see how he was with his his classmates his his like literally he he played with what's is it Iggy Azalea's uh ex-boyfriend are they still together Nick Young Nick Young they yeah. played together mm-hmm. when he was a freshman Ryan was a freshman mm-hmm. playing on varsity and Nick Young literally spoke about him just like the dude was just chill. Like he commanded them. He made them work harder. And I love the fact that you can recognize that in a freshman player. Yeah. Like they just knew that he was going to be starting next season. He was really coming back to start next season. But he came home to see his mom and never went back. I know that was very sad. <laughs> um, anybody wanted to add anything on that before I- move into this segue the thing that makes it even more sad is that if you fast forward to recent events we had another star basketball player here at LSU who also got murdered by gun violence yes which which is very very sad um his name was Wade Sims Mm -hmm. he was 20 years 20 years old he died on Saturday before Southern University's homecoming. He was killed after stepping into a fist fight to defend his friend outside of a fraternity party off of Southern's campus. The guy who shot him, shot him in the head just hours before what would have been Sim's first official practice of his junior year. Yeah, they had his funeral actually this weekend too. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened a week weekend before was when the shooting happened, but they got the gentleman that did it. And this guy, like I said, was 20, 20 years old. Everybody knew and loved this man. And you just took a, a, a life so soon. Um, well, they did have a candlelight visual for him. Um, 
before homecoming, before the homecoming, after the homecoming game, Sims was, I guess he's kind of like Ryan. Like they always say, they, they pe- he pepped him up before the game. He kept them, kept them together. He was very yeah. vocal. He had leadership skills that were really shining through as a freshman. So to have someone um, take away a life so soon is, is really, that's really sad. That's really sad. I pray for his family. I pray for strength. Everybody that, that deals with, with, um, with that because I know you stepping in for a friend thinking that hey let me dissolve this situation mm-hmm. um, it ain't gotta be all that just calm down and then somebody just takes your life because you're trying to defend your friend's life right that's what our world is coming to that you have to pull out a gun in order to solve your problems I really miss a time where you can just really just pull out your fist and just or dance battle just, what just fight and Pop-pop. shake hands and call it a day Accept your loss. Take yeah. your L. Further back, I feel like there's, I mean, there's different types of people, you know, and it's like, I feel that there are some people that actually learn conflict resolution skills, whether it's at home or whether it's like in their communities or whatever. And I think that, you know, if more people were to learn how to diffuse situations before they even got to a physical level, a physically violent level, and, you know, if they were just able to, you know, just kind of not even resort to violence, then yeah. a lot of us would be better off. Television has evolved to straight violence too. You know that could be a part of the factor, literally. Yeah, me and my husband were talking about that actually. How um, there used to be like a filter in Mm -hmm. you know mainstream media where they would censor everything and um, would basically try to protect the energy that they would put out, but now. You can see everything mm. and that like of all aspects, every like women are over sexualized. Violence has gotten so crazy to the point to where if someone dies, you'd be like, oh, rest in peace. Mm. And it's literally two days later, someone else has died. Right. Oh, rest in peace. Like there's like people have that monotone, like tone, like that tone in their voices where they're we're so numb to seeing it so much to mm. where we're not even affected anymore. Yeah. We're not really learning from it. Or, you know, trying to find a way to, you know, break the cycle mm-hmm. of so much violence and not being, you know, affected by anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't feel like that needs to be, that, that shouldn't be a cycle. <laughs> like, we should not be numb to that. We're yeah. still humans. We still have emotions. Like, this should be something that we would want to stop, not encourage or... Mm-hmm. Or get numb to it. Like, I really need somebody to be an advocate for... I know everybody keeps saying put down the guns. I know a lot of people have lost children and friends and families to gun violence. But I I don't... I don't know a way to... I I don't know a solution to stop it. I really... Right. It's really... It starts in the mind. Because it's like, I fully support Second Amendment rights. I believe that we all have... Of course. ...the right to To defend ourselves. We have the right to firearms, whether you're a hunter, whether you just, you know, psychologically, you just want to have a concealed weapon so that... Or even just a weapon in your home, you know, just so that you can feel like you're, you know, protecting yourself, even though you're not going to actually use it offensively. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel that people have the right to have that especially if they're mentally stable people relatively mentally stable people Mm -hmm. you know but it it starts in the mind because if you don't if you think that you need to use it offensively there's a problem if you think that you need to actually shoot at it without being provoked and you know you're not shooting at a a bear or you know a deer that you're about to cook and eat or whatever then like that's a problem you know like guns should be used for a reason not for for a, a good reason not to hurt someone else yeah. not intentionally to hurt someone else so right when people are like you know put away the guns and all that kind of stuff it's like not really you know like there's a little bit more to it like as a hunter I wouldn't want my gun taken away from me like I need my rifle you know right, like, especially right. that's my livelihood mm-hmm. like, so I'm pretty sure there's still some people out here that like that hunt and like that contributes to like you know their income for some reason right. or another so it's like I'm not gonna try to take that away yeah yeah you know. Yeah, I fully understand that part. I just think when people say put the guns away, like we know that a hunter is not going to go into a forest with an AK-47. Why does a random person... Why that, are they even selling AK-47 right, right. to people? And on top of that, like, if why are 18-year-olds allowed to have these weapons right. without extensive background checks? Right. 
like you know or like with right or with or if they're not allowed if they are 18 there needs to be another you know witnessing adult there to make this transaction seem verifiable yeah you know it's it's extreme it is but I've always, I, I remember I posted something literally this time last year. It was like a guy put his gun in a window. Like, um, maybe it was a sniper gun because it was on like a stand. Mm-hmm. And he left it there for 24 hours. He took a picture of it. He said, my gun did not move. My gun did not kill anyone. My gun did not go off. Because it's not guns that kill people. It's, it's people, people that, that kill, kill people. people. Yeah. And I was like, that is so true. That literally was on my timeline yesterday. Yeah. Like from me posting it last year or two years ago. And that's just what I feel. People kill people. We've gotten into this. Some people have gotten to the mindset that it's okay to have a gun and to just shoot people. That's why we have these shootings of, of people going to random schools or random public places yeah. and just shooting people. Whatever anger you have inside, you need to channel that to something else. Take it to to a podcast. Take it to video. Take it to to a counselor. Take it to somewhere where it's more productive than you killing yourself or harming someone else that don't deserve that. Find a new outlet. That's what I pray for. I just want somebody to find an outlet. Find channel that anger or or whatever you're going through to something else. Like I know one person that my friend gets mad, 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 and and stressed, but they channel it to singing. Mm -hmm. They channel it to something more emotional that they can take that stress and put it towards that. Right. Or, Or take it to sex and and relieve that pressure there. But. Take it to somewhere else that doesn't involve you handling some type of weapon to harm someone that didn't do anything to you. Take it to the gun range. Right. What? Because I enjoyed going to the gun range. Because, you know, if someone makes you mad, you don't just have to go and kill them. Right. You could just be like, you know what? I'm just going to take a nice picture of you and I'm going to put it on that gun range right. poster and I'm going to let that picture have it. But you don't necessarily have to take it to that actual person or place. Yeah. Or anywhere else. Yeah. Because that that is what gun ranges are for. Mm -hmm. They have so many different weapons that you can use there. And archery ranges. And arch, yeah. Let's go. That's interesting. Because that takes a a real acquired skill. Mm -hmm. Because it's a lot of strength to pull the bow, right? You have to have strength to pull the bow. You have to have the precise amount of aim. Mm -hmm. And you have to, you know, channel your breathing a certain way, you know. And I'm pretty sure by the time you, of Hunger Games. by the time you do all of that, are you mad anymore? Right. Let's just. <laughs> I don't think I would be mad after doing all three of those steps, and I finally hit the target. I would probably be excited and happy, you know. And you know what's funny? There's actually because there's a lot of groups out here that um do like hunting and stuff like that, like an archer or whatever. There's mm-hmm. actually um a group of um people of color that actually do that like they focus on like archery and like mm-hmm. you know, like those kind of outdoor recreation things and stuff so you know it's like making sure that they cultivate those kind of values like you know like focusing their skills and stuff like yeah that within the community and i thought that was kind of cool there was a movie that came out just just hearing that just reminds me of the movie that came out called the hate you give it's about a uh, a, a gentleman uh, tells his childhood friend pox pock is always gonna be relevant and uh, Khalil says to his childhood friend Star in the movie, in an uneven film adaptation um, by George Tillman Jr. Moments later, Khalil uh, will be shot dead. He, he was shot by a jittery white police officer who pulls them over and mistakes his hand brush for a gun. Tupac Shakur broke down the acronym for his mantra, Thug Life, is the hate you gave little infants. Fuck everybody. What you feed us as seeds grows and blows up in your face. That message was worked into um, The Hate You Give, which is a book by Angie Thomas, 2017 novel about a black teenager who experiences those inequalities firsthand. Um, the girl star actually watches her friend die at the hand of the police officer. I th- we've all seen this. Um, yeah, the trailer. The yeah. trailer. I haven't uh-huh. seen the movie yet personally, and I definitely want to to see it. But this just a this is just a, a recap of the. I mean, a, 
synopsis of the movie. Um, as a teenager, Star is a, a sneakerhead who uncomfortably straddles both opposing worlds. Garden Heights, a predominantly black and low-income neighborhood, is the place where she call, always called home. Williamson Prep, a fancy predominant, predominantly white private school, is where her and her siblings, Seven and Sakani, attend school. She works hard every day to keep them separate, hiding her white boyfriend, Chris, from her father while policing her own appearance and actions at school. Black vernacular makes her white white cool her white classmates cool she observes slang makes me hood you know she tries to she tries to um you know be cool with her she she leads a double life right from what I, i'm yeah. noticing she's yeah. leading a double life and she's trying to keep everything separate but khalil's death makes her it pushes her to come into her own as an activist mm -hmm. so i think the film i don't i don't really want to go too much in depth into the film because it's gonna take away from everybody going to watch it yeah but um but we get the you know we yeah get the I, I think it's just like just um, of it. yeah. it's, it's, it's all about her characterization but uh i think the film is going to be a good film i feel like she's uh it's, it's gonna it's more like a black lives matter thing mm-hmm and I was talking to somebody about that recently. Somebody said uh, Black Lives Matter was it was supposed to be for. Well, while you're thinking about that, I just wanted to touch on something that was just a kind of a part of what it is. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say that a person like that is living a double life. Like W.B. Dubois kind of talked about. I want to say it was in the Souls of Black Folk, mm -hmm. um, one of his not or one of his books. Um, basically, he talks about this thing called double consciousness. And with that, it's essentially understanding how to, especially W.E.B., like, he, or I should just say, excuse me, Dubois, like, he just, you know, he existed in multiple worlds because he understood that he was an advocate for particular issues, but at the same time, he didn't, he didn't leave behind where he came from. But because he understood how to switch things up according to the environment that he is, it didn't mean that he was living a double life because everybody knew where he came from and everybody knew the, the spaces that he you know he existed in so you know it wasn't like he was playing batman he just understood how to do what it was that needed to be done to get done what needed to be done right you know and it's like um young girls like how the star is portraying what she's doing is not something that's foreign to a lot of people myself included you right know, like same here being able to you know because i went to a predominantly white high school before i went to scotlandville you know and i was one that you could count black people there you know on two hands and you know most of my life even before i went to that boarding school like i went to predominantly white schools so i never you know but of course being in the north that's just kind of what happens but you know it's like living in that kind of space and then coming to scotlandville where there are black people i think there were maybe like what two white people at our at, at scotlandville when i went there so you know it's like going from those two different types of spaces you know it's yeah. like you learn how to especially being a young you know teenager you know mm -hmm. you have to you fit in you know you want to you don't want to be the one that stands out too much you know so it just kind of you know people learn how to acclimate themselves to where they are and you know it's like it's i say it's not so much of a double con uh, excuse me it's not so much of like leading a double life it's just it's survival you know it's psychological survival and cultural survival you know? right and it's, it's a natural um response um psychologically that people kind of go through or whatever you know as people get older you know they kind of learn who they are and if that who you are is like i remember there was a meme one time where like um it was like a polar bear a polar bear skin and like the polar bear was unzipping his skin and like he was a black bear underneath and he was like it, like the meme was like um leaving the leaving the white folks job or something like that or whatever because you know kind of like in the um that other film that just came out with um what's his name who was the salesman Black Clansman? Oh no, it's yeah, called no. um the one that just came out before Black Clansman. We were talking about it. Oh, uh, sorry to bother you. Yes, just yes, like sorry that. To you know, it's like when he put on his so-called white voice, then you know stuff kind of changed. So he really didn't change who he was. He just changed his voice. He adapted to the environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's everybody knew what was going on. Like right. it, it's not like it was something that was completely different. It just was just it was his survival. It was, you mm -hmm. know, this that that switch up. So, I think what's sad is like in our community, we don't really. Um, there are a lot of people who don't accept that. 
they they kind of rag on people because they don't talk hood or because you know like mm-hmm. they actually spell correctly, you know because they or because they enunciate their words because they enunciate right. their right. words. You know? You'll be known right. as the as the as the white black girl mm-hmm. or you know or that's the Oreo. that's the girl who talks white. Oh, or, I've you heard know. that multiple times. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like you know, it, and it's sad because it's like especially going to particular HBCUs it's like you know you run into literally everybody in your in your circle is like that yeah everybody was that was the white black girl the white black Mm -hmm. guy you know like in their particular areas I mean yeah they down you know like we get down with the get down right at the end of the day like that's who we are innately yeah because of because of where we've been and it's, it's sad because you go into some of the hoods and like you act like that and I'll be like why he talk so proper <laughs> no, I'm why sorry. you talk white? Yeah, that's what I. But get. it's like I'm sorry, my mama didn't beat me as much as force me to write from the dictionary. Like, you know, what am I supposed to do with my life? <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I just can pronounce my words correctly. Maybe I can just. Maybe I can just do this. Maybe this was in me. Yeah. I'm sorry that yeah. I don't have as much slang or twang in my voice that you want me to have. But if you want to catch the street, I could show you what this hood about. Exactly. Then you're going to see a whole different side <laughs> <Exactly>. of me. <laughs> but until then, you can keep to yourself, my darling. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a lot of it is, you know, it's it's community acceptance yeah you know like um saw someone saying something to the effect of you know like black isn't what the stereotypical person on television is Mm -hmm. you know like black is not queen latifah black is not um you know ayana von zant yeah black is not you know what's her name we were just talking about from love and hip-hop new york you know what i mean like you feel me like Black is not that. Black is so. Black is 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 Halle Berry. You know, black mm-hmm. is also. Um, what's her name? She's gorgeous. Um, she's Afro Latina. A middle Negro. I mean, her too. I but that's her. not she's who so I was cute. talking about. Yeah, she is. She is amazing. Um, she's an actress. Zoe, no, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you know, black is her, and it's mm-hmm. like if you mm-hmm. if you didn't see her skin color, you'd be like, you know, that's the Avatar. <laughs> but you know what I mean though if you didn't yeah, know that it was a black woman behind that you wouldn't from the, the intonations from you know the inflections all of that you would mm-hmm. thought that it was a white woman mm-hmm. so you know it's like but black is still all of those things and yeah. more yeah. and more if Rachel Dolezal had a, few, a, a different oh, parent no, not you know what I'm not a name right though we got a name though I'm just saying though <laughs> Even if she had one parent that was a little different, then you know, like everything that she was doing would have, you know, true, but true. The, the point I'm trying to, I'm not condoning what she did. Okay, yeah, I'm not condoning none of it. I'm just saying, black is a lot of different things. It is. So at the end of the day, when we accept our own, even if we talk properly, or even if we don't even know how to spell there, there, and there, you know, it's or use them properly. Yes, or use them properly. You know, it's we're still. You know, we should still appreciate our blackness. Yep. We should still appreciate who we are. And it's not to say why people can't appreciate who they are because, you know, I was on my friend earlier today, like, you know, some, you know, white people who is just, you know, as black people, we gotta have some kind of pride mm-hmm. about ourselves. So, yeah. Did y'all know that Abraham Lincoln was like partly black? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Girl, don't get me started on that shit because, no. They gonna have Jada Pinkett gonna I mean, sit here and no, hold on. Yeah, 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 that's what I get that from. Hold on, hold that's where I got that from. No. Jada Pinkett was talking to this lady, <laughs> and she was they he she said that Abraham Lincoln was like mm, because she's trying to um, she was trying to support um, what's his name trying to support what do you call it. Kanye West, because Kanye West is the one who said that first. And for all the money Kanye has, you think that he would get his history right? No, Abraham Lincoln was not the first black president. Friggin' Hans, what was his name? John Hansen was the first black president. Um, and he, yeah, that's that's the first guy. They say it's a myth, but nah. 
like they call a lot of stuff myths they even call abraham lincoln's blackness a myth so yeah right nah Mm -hmm. so yeah so he was basically the first president on the continental i mean yeah the continental congress so this was prior to the ratification you know like before george washington so Mm -hmm. if you count george washington then technically no but let's be real about it our history is still our history so john hanson was the first black president and yeah correction duly noted okay <laughs> that was just something that, that, just, that just irritated me I'm, I'm sorry the, thank you for correcting <laughs> nobody fact checked them and I was like how is she gonna go already post that and she ain't even fact check them though like and have somebody else coming on co-signing and then and not even fact check like, you have been checked Jada she's still cool though that, she's, she's beautiful you, Jada <laughs> You inspire me. A lot of your little, especially when you be working out and like reading them books and like telling us about your books. I like that. Keep doing it. Yeah. I'm here for all of it. I love it. (laughs) Midterm elections are coming up. Are you registered to vote? Louisiana offers online voter registration. You can register to vote by mail in Louisiana by printing a voter registration form, filling it out, and mailing it to your local election office. You can also register to vote in person if you prefer. The election day is Tuesday, November 6th. The deadline to register online is Tuesday, October 16th. The deadline to register to vote by mail is today, Tuesday, October 9th. Make your voice be heard where it counts. Now let's get back to the show. That made me a little bit happier, but uh, <laughs> that was good. Uh, I just, I, I just wanted to give my um, condolences to Aubrey Wells' family. She was the screenwriter of the of the Hate You Give movie. She actually passed away the weekend of the um, premiere premiere of the yeah. movie. She died at the age of fifty eight of cancer. So my condolences go out to you and your family. Well, to her and her family. Um, uh, she, I think she lived with, uh, she, how do you say when somebody, abuelita, mi abuelita, she's 58. Yeah. She's survived by her husband and her oh, daughter. My <laughs> oh God. Her husband said that she fought valiantly against her illness and died surrounded by love. So, yeah, like she died the day before the film was released, so she never got to see it come to to see to see the the reaction that everybody had yeah. from it. I'm pretty sure but, it's gonna have amazing accolades and probably get a, a lot of um, award nominations or even win a few awards. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope so because I feel like it's gonna be a good film. I, I'll definitely yeah. put it on my uh, on my to to watch list after Belly. Um, I just have to go and watch stuff like that. still haven't watched Belly yet. No, I still haven't watched Belly yet. All this blackness and you ain't watched Belly. They about to cancel the yeah. podcast. <laughs> just because I ain't watched Belly? Yes. Give me something else. I've watched a lot of things. Nope. I've watched just it. put your card on the table. I don't have one. Clearly. <laughs> um, Y'all ever be like avoiding an ex on Facebook and then they send you a friend request and you're like, I've been looking at your ad friend Facebook keeps throwing at me. Like, I think Facebook (laughs) is listening to you. Like, you can mention somebody's name and they come come up as your suggested friend. Has that happened to you before? No. Mine has. I've said their name and it came up as a suggested friend. Then they requested me as a friend. Hmm. I hadn't talked to this person since college. Before college. And he, it popped up on my timeline. I don't like that. Well, you know, the way these smartphones work nowadays. Right? They're very smart. I would smart. not be surprised. They're very smart. Did you, you want to, what about your smartphone? Can you tell me about this new, there's a new app? Oh, yeah. There's this, um, Apple um, has developed an app called Police. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll talk about it. It's the kind of thing you hope never re- that you never really need, but it's there just in case. A new shortcut called Police is now available that Siri has discreetly that that has that has Siri's discreetly record audio if a driver is even pulled over by law enforcement. So basically, um, the shortcut feature allows users to have Siri start a series of action 
actions with just one command, you would basically say, well, I can't say it because it's going to activate on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) But basically you um, activate Siri and you tell her that I'm being pulled over. Mm -hmm. And the moment you do that, it will pause your music and lower it, lower your screen brightness, send a message to a designated contact with your exact location information. And it starts to record, um, through your phone's camera and it does audio dictation, which means that everything that it hears, it will transfer it through text. So basically you have to set it up beforehand. You can't just go out of the blue. No, you have to set it up. Like you have to go to the, you go to the app store Mm -hmm. and you download this thing called shortcuts. It's a, it's an app by Apple. Um, but uh, once you do that, you kind of like set up the commands you want it to do. These are just standard commands, but you can set up the commands you want it to do. Like if you don't have a designated person, you can just make it to where everything cancels on your phone and it goes like into do not disturb and it automatically starts recording. Mm. And that way, um, and every time it records from what I'm reading, um, that that text um, dictation, it goes automatically to Apple into their cloud system. Not your cloud be. system, to their cloud system. They cannot be infiltrated by the police. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, in the, so in the event that, you know, something mysteriously happens to you or your phone, mm-hmm. I hope that never happens to anybody. Right. But in the event that that does happen, Apple has the backup file. So... If you know, it, they will be able to turn it over to not only the public but to the police as well. So, I think it's a great innovation. If I, let me see if I can find the person who created it. Um, I just want you to send it to me because I need to do all this. Yeah, thing. I'll set it up for you. The hmm. person who created it, I don't have his name. It was Robert something. Um, I'll look for it later. Shout but, out to you, Robert. Yeah, shout out to you, Robert. Um, I think it's a great thing to you know have those steps in place. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's very sad that because of what's going on in today's America that you have to have that, that we have to now develop an app to protect people in the event that they get pulled over because we don't know what's gonna happen. But at least it's something that we that you have as a backup. Yeah. Because a lot, I, I think it's only, it's only done now because of the past experiences that we have had. Yeah. Look what Sandra, Sandra, Sandra Bland, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Look at uh, what happened with Alton Sterling. Mm-hmm. Like everything that has happened with police brutality. Uh, uh, what was the guy that got killed in the car? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, with his girlfriend. They recorded um, it. I can't remember the name at the moment. This happened. Alvin? Alvin? No. I'm not even going to listen to the man name. But just because that has happened in the car when you've been pulled over and they shot you or or any type of anything has happened, you need something to back you up. You need some type of evidence that shows or, or at least corroborates with your story or the he say, she say because the the police cam wasn't working at the moment mm-hmm. or oh it was down oh it was restarting oh it was dead like okay well there was another another uh device working it was philando castile philando castile yes mm-hmm. like just because things have been happening like it, i'd rather you, you gotta cover yourself you have to cover your own tracks yeah especially when it comes to things like this so shout out to the gentleman that, that did this short especially day. because we are in our time where if we get pulled over we can't even reach for our right. registration or insurance without having a gun drawn so right. to have that already in play mm-hmm. to where you can hear them saying I need your license and your registration right. and you can say okay I'm going to reach for my license right. and registration right. but the moment you reach for it guns are drawn right. for no reason right? you know to have the proof that that's what happened between you and the officer mm-hmm. I think that's a good like a good backup yeah to you know for any for any situation i'm down for it i'm down for it i i, I appreciate the gentleman that they started that that put this together mm-hmm. i mean i'm pretty sure it was a gentleman it might have been a black guy okay <laughs> he might have felt threatened one time and was like look we got to find a way apple let's do this siri let me talk to you his name is robert peterson of arizona he's from arizona okay He's white. In one of the more liberal places. Yeah. 
I appreciate that, Robert Peterson. Thank you. Let's go on to some good news, okay? Let's go on to some even better news from um, from this. So last week we spoke about Elon Musk and you know him having to step down as a he stepped down, down as the owner of the company, but he's still on the board. I think. Or I got bad memory. People. I got bad memory, but. <clears throat> A large donation um, by Elon Musk and his foundation will pay for a new filtration system. Well, new filtration systems at Flint Community School buildings. Hallelujah. The district announced Friday that about damn four. Hey, man, that four hundred and eighty thousand. $350 donation will pay for the purchase and installation of ultraviolet filtration systems in all 12 Flint school buildings and the district's administration building by January of 2019. This actually happened before all the stuff happened last week and him having to step down. This has been in the works um, for a while. They established in 2002 the SpaceX founder and brother Kimball that uh, he responded to a tweet Thursday by the Flint School to Musk and the Musk Foundation. Um, And Musk commented, you are most welcome. Hope to do more help in the future. The donation comes a few months after Musk said he will contact Flint Mayor Karen Weaver to discuss what the city needs um, are in recovering for the water crisis and to fund fixing the water in any Flint home that has been contaminated above federally allowed limits. I think that's wonderful. I'm glad. Um, Musk has also called on residents to email their lead test results and offered in another tweet to organize a weekend in Flint to add filter to filters to those to those houses with issues and hopefully fix the perception of those that are actually good. Go ahead, Elon. You better do good. You which see, yeah, which already does good. You see, but. you non-weed smokers, smoking <laughs> weed makes you think outside of the box and it makes you do positive things for people. <laughs> Say it for the people in the But back. y'all some haters. Say it for the people in the back. If it was up to y'all, these people would still be drinking boo-boo water. <laughs> have, they, have they tried before? Did they donate? Nope. The non-weed smokers, did they donate anything? Nothing. Hmm. They've donated bottles of water. But didn't help to get fix the actual problem. Thank you. You you put a band-aid on it. You stopped it from bleeding. But you never tried to actually um, He actually gave them some penicillin. Thank you. Like that's what he did. He he gave actual penicillin. So Go, Elon. Do you? Boo-boo. That's why he's my husband. So people be acting like I'm crazy. Like, well, I like your husband, girl. I think he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I ain't never got to worry about boo-boo water because my brother-in-law got me. Exactly, girl. I got me a good one. Got you a good one, girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what I deal with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, and more more news. <laughs> Good morning, America. <laughs> In other news. In other news. Like, I love how y'all just really just had a whole brother-in-law, husband moment. I That's my husband. I heard you the first five times when you told me <laughs> last week. <laughs> Telling you, we got married in South Africa, so you know it's not actually, you know what I'm saying, here in the States. Mm-hmm. But why wasn't I invited to this? Because I was in South Africa. I want to go see South Africa. I want to see the beautiful sights. I want to find where Wakanda is. We wasn't in Wakanda. We was in South Africa. Where's Wakanda located? Apparently, it's located somewhere near the Congo or something. Yeah. So I couldn't go there too. Like I just couldn't just take a flight to your wedding and then go to the I Congo. Mean, it's kind of far. It's very far. I would have took a flight. I feel like it's. Like I don't think you can fly into like Wakanda with a regular plane. You could try though. But you, we, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Even getting into Wakanda, yeah, you can't. Oh, I gotta penetrate the force field and everything? Mm hmm. Okay. Well, look, I'll find black. Oh, wait. I forgot. Um, In the in the last movie, didn't they say they actually opened up Wakanda? They did. Yeah, they did. Oh. You so might be able to go did. now. Okay. See, baby, I need some vibranium. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like you put that in my hair. My hair will grow long and luxurious like Rapunzel. Okay? This will not be 4C. This would be at 4C. Oh, speaking of black people with long hair, that one chick in Disney, the black girl, I'm not a Disney Princess Tiana. Princess Tiana. Apparently, there's some kind of new show or something where they have all the princesses, Mm -hmm. and they first depicted her, she was Mm light-skinned, like lighter than her actual character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Anika Nani Nani Rose was very pissed about it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so they actually changed it back, and I thought that was actually kind of interesting. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Why they want to make her lighter when she was dark in the princess and the Well, problem. Disney's been making characters more specifically female characters. They've been making them appealing based off their per- well media's perception. Yeah, because if, if you look at because if you look at because some of them are based on um women in history. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mulan, there's an actual woman. Her name wasn't Mulan, but there's an actual woman who actually went into infantry for her dad, and she ended up saving a certain part of China and stuff like that. But they were supposed to, like, they showed the original drawing of how Mulan was supposed to look versus how they drew her, and the Disney version of Mulan was a lot more um, aesthetically appealing than what she looked like because the actual Milan had like a more of a uh, probably a manly beauty. yeah like a tomboy's mm-hmm. shape you mm-hmm. know and her face wasn't as round her eyes wasn't so far for so far for set, set apart her lips weren't so full mm-hmm. you know she didn't have like a curvaceous shape mm-hmm. but you but they've been doing that for a long time mm-hmm. you can go all the way back to Snow White because if we want to go back to old you can go all the way back to Sleeping Beauty because that was the because yeah the Pinocchio Bambi like the original stories are like especially even Alice in Wonderland Mm -hmm. they look pale on the original but I think I, I really but why would you why would you actually change her after we've seen Princess and the Frog like why would you change her now on the show on the the TV show when we've already seen the original version you know that's my thing. Just be consistent. Keep 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 it where it was. Right. If you got the feedback from her, then and Anika Nani Rose actually they actually made her kind of look like Anika Nani Rose, in my opinion. When I saw uh, the the actual movie, which I love and adore, um, and which I was so excited because she was from New Orleans, that made me feel so. <sighs> Disney brought me home, but um, she definitely her her how her eyes were, how her face was, how shapely it was, how her smile was. Mm-hmm. Anika's uh, Nika Nani Rose's face is just like that, mm-hmm. like that big smile, that that happy go lucky. Like I don't know, it fit her. I don't feel like they should have changed it. I, I saw that that was a big deal, and Anika did kind of get upset about that. If you kick the table one more time, I'm gonna. Kick well, it's ass. close. I'm sorry. Shh, move your feet. Yeah, so I know Tiana ain't got no hair that's long, but I just, for some reason, I thought about like Frozen, and then I thought about Rapunzel, and then I thought about Disney, and then I thought about Tiana. That connection, all them atoms that fired in your head. I like it. (laughs) I like it. Use it. Speaking of long hair, don't care. So Nike made six... (laughs) 600 billion from Colin Copper Colin Kaepernick's ad okay now we all know um Colin's ad ran about uh two weeks ago I think um you know the Nike execs were probably nervous about it but in advertising office yeah even though Nike you know was kind of I'm pretty sure they were nervous about um airing that but they ended up making more money from it to say people have decided to burn their they went to the internet burning Nikes and what else what 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 have you because they already got your money from it but uh definitely Nike was definitely bold and took a risk and they took a stand and they told the world um what they wanted. I mean, what you know, they told the world that we're standing behind him. Mm-hmm. They they lost their customers, but yet people are still supporting him. I feel like he did a they did a bomb job, and um, I feel like Colin needs to be proud of that. Now, Ti did say that he feels like uh, <laughs> you know, Colin is his star power is bigger now. Um, even though he's not playing football, um, he doesn't need the NFL platform to be effective. Um, in this in his off the field mission says T.I. T.I. Uh, feels like 
Colin is more influential now than ever and suggested that going back to the NFL might actually take away his focus from the social justice issues he's been tackling. Um, that said, if Colin does get signed and go back to the league, T.I. said he'll support Colin Kaepernick 100%. Knowing football is a major passion for him. There's a guy who was actually, who took a knee with him and he just got picked up by, he was with the 49ers He when he first started taking a knee. And then he was, was he um, two weeks ago, he got picked up by somebody else. And um, he... I guess like the most recent game that they have I don't know if it was like somewhere between today and like Thursday or something like that but he actually took a knee you know so I mean I understand what T.I. is trying to say Mm -hmm. but you know T.I. is also coming off of you know, he just um, opened up the, um, what is it, the Trap Museum? Mm, or whatever. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. He's coming off of something like that where, yeah, he's dedicated. And, of course, him and Tanya, they actually do a lot of stuff for the community. And uh, I'm going to assume that when he does things like that, he actually takes a step away from rap. And yeah. he actually focuses 100% on it mm-hmm. because that's his personality. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick has probably always been like this, mm-hmm. you know? And... I feel that if Colin's love is also playing football, then he should be able to. He will to definitely be able to do both. Do both at yeah. the same yeah. time. And on top of that, I want him to come back to football so he can come to New Orleans because Drew Brees is getting old and his dusty ass ain't going to be around forever. I love you, Drew. But it's you getting old and it's time we get some new fresh stuff. And what better person than to have Colin? Because if we pull him, I'm going to every game. <laughs> Every game, and I will scream his name for all four quarters. Wow! I don't care if he intercept. I'm be like, you better intercept that ball, Colin. You better do it. I still love you. (laughs) So yeah, but I'm not. I actually stopped watching the NFL some years ago, so I'm just into politics about it. (laughs) And that's really what I follow. So. I'm assuming you say Drew Brees. That means you mean the Saints, right? You damn right. Okay. You damn right. Because right. yeah, I don't want him to go anywhere else. Okay. But if he does, then you know I'm gonna just go go cry in the car, and I'm gonna go back and watch. Start back watching the NFL. It's, it's gonna be up. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm still gonna cry in the car, but it's okay. But I really want him to come to hey, the you, Saints. You can watch the UFC though. I could. Oh, I was trying. Okay, never mind. I don't pay attention to the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> there was a huge fight that that y'all probably going to eventually. Oh, uh, you talking about the Conor McGregor situation where he got his ass whooped and then his home and then old boy who whooped his ass had some he had hands for all the people in the crowd. Or you was oh you was talking shit too, bitch. Or you would come catch these hands too. Right, yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Girl, that shit was cold. That shit was so cold. No, Conor McGregor talks so much shit. He is so unprofessional and he is some shit. Like he's a really great fighter, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He's hot, so when he's not all but busted up. Yeah, I but well, I, I like redheads on the fuck. Anyway, they do got clocked, yo. And he deserved it. And then after the fight ended, then there was some other stuff that happened. That that's what she was talking about. Yeah. I mean, because he was very. I think he fell off since he got his ass handed to him by Floyd, and then he ain't been the same since. But you know, you think so? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I feel. I just feel like he could have stayed in his own lane. Like UFC fighting is a lot different than boxing. Sure. You know, with UFC fighting, you use your entire body. I mean, yes, that would you would think that would make you stronger, but boxers have so much power in the left and the right arm that, you know, if you work your whole body out, then that's great. But these people only focus on their arms. So if you get one hit by a boxer that has not lost a fight. Like that's literally what do they call it? Weapon. Uh, There's a term for it. Uh, basically if they hit a civilian on the street yeah they could go to jail yeah, yeah. it's like considered a real it's not just assault it's like actually a, assault with a, a deadly, deadly weapon, weapon. assault yeah. with a deadly weapon yeah pretty much so you know to and to 
like go against Floyd, you know, I'm not a big fan of Floyd either because he's like he's so obnoxious and no money Mayweather. <laughs> I love I love the fact that he's <laughs> like no money Mayweather. <laughs> right. Dang. I love the fact that he's no, a, I love the her. fact I'm that he's a good athlete, nobody. but his personality I could do without. Mm. Um, but to try to go up against this man who has not literally like this man has not lost a fight. He retired, came mm. out of retirement, trained up. And still whooped your ass, mm-hmm. and I think a few of them hits <laughs> kind of knocked something loose a little bit. No, they've already been already was it was already knocked he loose was here. Gone. Yeah, well, that sent him deeper into the <laughs> quantum realm, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> and uh, when he tried to do it with this man that he fought, it was it was over before it started. Cause what? Cause who? Someone called him a terrorist. But the thing about like the UFC, especially like the UFC and the NFL, it's like the NFL like they're a lot more professional. Probably because they've been around for much longer. Yeah. But like they're a lot more professional. So when you hear about people like even Conor McGregor and like all them, like they're just raunchy and just like just rough mm-hmm. with their their the way they talk, the way that they handle themselves. There's some yeah. Things, of course, there's some professional. Yeah. It's you know. But that's what I, that's kind of what I appreciate about the NFL because you're not going to hear about nobody standing up for like rights like that like in the, yeah except for what's her name what was her name blonde hair she was Ronda Rousey yeah Ronda you know, kind of stood up for yeah. you know, certain types of rights but like it wasn't as vocal as like even with Colin Kaepernick yeah you know, yeah like or any of them so you know well in other news. No, no other news. Y'all don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't care about that. But in other news, well, I can't let me at it. Well, I'm working on this. Okay, um, I just wanted to y'all spiral off from it, but I just wanted to say congrats to Ti on his tenth album. Um, he came out with called Dime Trap. I've tried to listen to it. I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet, so I'm gonna save my. How do you feel about it? Next week, I'll save it for next week. Oh, it's okay. trap music. I'm not really down with trap music. Like I listened to like the first three songs, and like the, they just meshed all together. Um, it's I, just trap music. I just feel like it's too like current trap music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, hmm, Ti. Ti. Oh, his album. He came out with album. Yeah, his tenth album. <laughs> when did this happen? The fifth, like. Couple Yesterday, of days ago. Two days ago. Couple of days ago. That didn't show up on my Spotify feed. My bad. You're not missing anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> but in my opinion, um, I just feel like the trap is like too current trap. Like mm-hmm. he, you get what I'm saying. Like even though Ti is still relevant. Yeah. Like you know when I like when people say leave the young stuff to the young kids. Yeah. yeah. Like if you if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like I like that old ATL trap. I mean, when well, he started doing it, he started feel. doing this in 2014. You know, like it's just finished now. So he's going, he's did, he's taking the music that he's been doing, and it's just not coming out. So I feel like so that's what it sounds like. It sounds, it sounds like, like it's from. It don't sound like it's from 2014 to me. To, to me, I, like I said, I haven't gotten through the whole thing. I don't want to give my opinion on it until I'm done. But I didn't. I mean, I just don't like trap music. Like, I thought trap music was... Girl, you were singing Bad and Bougie for, like, months after that. That's considered trap music? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is that is the current trap music. Yes. That is... Well, what he was playing didn't sound like trap music to me. Did not. I did not hear trap music. It just sounds like something that I really... I don't know. I didn't... It wasn't my sh- my my ish. My it ain't like that. What you know about that? What, what you know about that? It ain't like, give you that vibe, right? It did not. Yeah, yeah. Like I will listen to the Carter Five over and over again, aside from tra- Dime Trap. But like I said, I'll try it again. Yeah. Are you biased against Atlanta rappers? I'm not biased against I'm Atlanta rappers. Sure. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. Give me another Atlanta rapper. Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of it. <laughs> I just I don't I just I gotta finish listening. Give me give me some time. No, seriously, who's another Atlanta rapper? Um, actually, well, you know we go ask Google. I'm actually looking it up. Ti Gucci Mane, Ludacris, Young Jeezy, Lil Jon, Lil Yachty. No, yeah, but who's come up with recent stuff that we actually like? Well, Gucci Mane. 
he came out with a song a little while ago, a few what, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That actually wasn't that. It was typical. It wasn't typical Gucci, but it wasn't like atypical Gucci. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. I just feel like ATL put out some legends. Waka Flocka and does and since those legends have came out, I don't know what's coming out of there anymore. No, a lot of trap. That's what's coming Mike out. Mike Will made it. Like Mike Will is a good producer. I can give him that. The I love this and like lyricism are two different things. It is. Um, looking at these people, Day Day. Who? Day Day. That's my man. Bubba Sparks. Only day day I know was on. Bubba Sparks had probably like what two songs and then nobody heard from him again. But I sound about right. I still rock Miss with New Booty. I love Miss New Booty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know there was a Bone Pressure, there. Young Jack. Like they have some oh, yeah. people, you know, from Atlanta, but. But these, but these, all of these artists come from our generation. You know, the generation of the best music ever. Yeah. There will never be music like our generation music. Well. Like I said, I'll come back to that. I'll put a pin in it. Yeah, we'll do that. And then I'll come back to that next week and tell you how I really feel about it. I'll try to listen to it again, but I can't guarantee you. I might press, you know, when you press the artist name and it says go to album and go to artist, I'm going to go to artist and I'm going to go to whatever was playing in 2007 <laughs> to 2010 and I may play that and I may talk about that next week, but I'll try to play it again. T.I., I feel like he's a very intellectual uh, human being. Like, the way he speaks, I feel like I learned my nigga, um, my nigga intelligence from him. And to explain that. Like, the things that he posts on Facebook, I mean, on, uh, on Instagram, like, he's very, he's not, like, political, but the way he speaks, nigga I... etiquette, maybe, you know? Like, I love, I love watching, like, him and his family. I love watching the way he feels about things. That's mm. just my opinion. Like I said, my opinion. I don't think he's a great person. I need some context. Really? What I know about him, I don't like. That's why I don't think he's a great person. Um, like I said, from 2007 to 2010, I liked the music then. I haven't really listened to anything currently. But, yeah, that's about it. Gotcha. I'm still trying to figure out what this nigga etiquette thing is. Like, I don't know what nigga etiquette is either. Uh-uh. We can name the next episode nigga etiquette and find out what it. Let's what it, do that. What what it means? Cause I don't. No, we're not gonna do that. I promise. <laughs> so, I wanted to speak on something that I talked about last week. Um, I did say that I was just kind of upset that Wayne was not on the Carter 5 album. You mean I that mean, Drake, Drake was not on Wayne's Carter 5 I album. I say, because I'm pretty sure so, Wayne was on the Carter Right? 5. I'm pretty sure he was, because it was his. Um, and I'm, I wasn't the only one, okay? Like, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't just me. Um, uh, in an interview over the weekend uh, with a journalist in New Orleans by the name of Elliot Wilson for, for the Crown interview series, he... Uh, talked about the the part of five album with Wayne and uh, talked about Drizzy not being on the album. So in short, the song Drizzy was supposed to appear on simply didn't get cleared and it probably had something to do with who was rapping over the sample and the subject matter. Um, Wayne just said he had a song, he has a song that didn't get cleared. The clearances, Mike, the clearances. People be tripping when they find out who it is and when they find out what the subject song is about. They don't represent the names of something like that. So Wilson pressed the issue. Um, if it was truly about the subject matter to which Wayne couldn't directly say either way. So I'm glad to know that I wasn't the only one that felt like Drizzy should have gone on the album, but it's because they couldn't get clearances for the song whatever song it was. So I'm pretty sure that they probably might come out with it later if he does get clearance. Remixes or something. Right. There's always the remixes. Right. There's always Drake's next album too after he finished touring. Yeah, his next album. Whenever that's coming. (laughs) I mean, because like most of the songs never old songs anyway, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He can save them. Yeah. 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 I hope so. And then there's always like mixtapes because everyone right. always makes mixtapes and right. sometimes mixtape sales do better than album sales. You'd be surprised. So they right. could always do like a joint mixtape. I could see it. It's I happened. Could. It's happened before. Another, another, it's um, happened before in rap history. So I'm pretty sure they can put out like a tour. little a tour joint mixtape mixed with a joint tour. It could. Uh-huh. It definitely could happen. 
I'm down for it. I mean, they're together for life. They're there, so yeah. This is this is gonna happen in some far fashion. I'm down for it. I'm okay with it. So that's it for me today. If you have any questions, please write us at axhappyglow at gmail.com. If you have situations that you need advice on, if you have anything that you want to hear us talk about, write to us at A-S-K-H-A-P-P-Y-G-L-O at gmail.com. Everyone, I do want to thank you guys for always coming in, listening to us and keeping us, you know, relevant. Appreciate that. Love my listeners. Love our listeners. Our, uh, I'm going to find a name for them. The HG Squad. I saw you had posted that one time. I was like, oh, yeah, Squad. Yeah, HG Squad. Mm-hmm. So, um, Squad Squad. <laughs> thank you. I'm sorry. That just, my heart just like, just felt that. I, I see. Well, I see. Let it when go. we go on tour, when we walk on stage, we need everybody to go squat squat when we hit the stage and we gonna know it's real. We're gonna know you be our day one listeners. And we go and, and you and each person that says it will give you an autograph t shirt and a photo. What? Amen. Okay, I'm gonna set that up. Autograph oh. Well we give you an autograph t shirt and an invisible photo of <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> See, we are available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Thank you. That's what I want everybody to know. You can listen to us on different venues. We're going to add another one sooner or later. We'll let you know when that comes. But I do want to thank you guys for, for listening in, for keeping us um, in your thoughts. Because I know you guys want to hear what we have to say. And I appreciate that. Thank you. I cannot say that enough. I say it to Brittany and Z all the time. Like, thank you guys for being here. Um, in my closing quotes, I want to say... If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. Maya Angelou. So Maya Angelou is an amazing woman. I remember reading How the Cage Bird. Um, I don't know how the cage. I, what's it called? I don't know why the cage bird sings. Why the cage bird sings? Why the cage bird sings? And that was a very traumatic, but very impactful novel right there. She's mm-hmm. amazing. And that was a very insightful quote. Keisha, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it for me. I know why the cage bird sings. Yeah, that, that um, thing right there. But yeah, I thank you guys. I appreciate that. We gonna holler at y'all later. Peace. Hey there. Enjoyed the podcast. Want to support the Happy Glow movement? When you sign up for listener support you're basically helping us to become a better podcast for you. The cool folks at Anchor have made a super easy way for you to do that. You can set up a monthly recurring donation of 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99. Just visit our page on anchor.fm slash happyglow. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash H-A-P-P-Y-G-L-O. We appreciate each and every one of our listeners, and we look forward to going on this journey with you.